2: Cute costume. Thank you. Who are you supposed to be? Joan of Arc, the Queen of England, or the Belle of Brooklyn?
3: I'm Mary, Queen of Scots. <laughs> Only right now I'd better be Mary, Mistress of Sandwiches, hadn't I? Uh, uh, keep everybody amused, will you, dear?
2: Any suggestions on how that's done?
3: Well, if I knew, you'd be king about the sandwiches. (laughs) Hey, by the way, you look awfully thick as Robin Hood, Blackie. Are those real arrows?
2: Sure, but I'm not really Robin Hood. I'm actually Cupid with clothes on. (laughs) It's cold out.
3: Well, Cupid, old kid, aim a couple of arrows where they'll do the most good. I'll be seeing you. Oh, and remember, there is no mistletoe under the chandelier. Only you can forget that
2: when I get back. I will. Hurry with those sandwiches, will you, Mary? You bet I will. I'm the kind of a guest who has an appetite for adventure, but I've also got a craving for something a little more substantial. I'll be over at the piano. All right. Okay. Lucky.
3: Lucky.
2: What's the matter, Mary? Where are the sandwiches and why the puzzle look. This is a party. You know, have fun. Hooray, whoopee.
3: What's wrong? Oh, nothing except that there's a very funny looking old lady out in the foyer asking for you. Really?
2: How funny looking.
3: Very, very. She's wearing a long black dress. Her hair is practically white and ooh, it's, 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 it's so stringy and it could be arrested for loitering all over her face.
2: Well, what about the face?
3: Well, from what I could see, maybe her hair doesn't cover enough of it.
2: Sounds like a description of my schoolgirl's sweetheart. Well, this is a costume party, Mary, and anybody can come dressed as anything she likes, I suppose.
3: This gal overdid the privilege, I can tell you. She's a, she, she, she's a little eerie, no kidding.
2: Well, I'll see her, and if the worst comes to worst, I'll grab her broom and ride off on her.
3: Blackie, you <laughs> don't know how close you might be to what that gal actually is.
0: And now, back to Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends.
2: See you later, kids. <laughs> Hello, I'm Boston Blackie. You want to see me?
4: Yes. But I think you should have said you want to see me.
2: Oh, well, I apologize. Say, that's quite a get-up you have there. Who are you supposed to be?
4: I'm Granny.
2: Well, well, it's a cute gag, and it's a cute costume. So, well, why don't you come inside and join the others, Granny, old gal?
4: I'm not here as a guest, Blackie. I came especially to see you.
2: What is it, Granny? Are you in trouble? Oh,
4: no, Blackie. I'm not in
2: trouble.
4: You are.
2: Oh, really? Oh, uh, what kind of trouble am I in? What do I do? Break my shoelace tomorrow morning?
4: You may never see tomorrow morning, Blackie, unless you listen to me.
2: Aren't you being a little corny, Granny?
4: I don't know how to convince you, Blackie All I know is that something told me to come here tonight And warn you that death is very close to
2: you Something told you to come?
4: Yes I sit alone and all of a sudden things come to me They tell me what's going to happen They dare me to do something about it
2: You are serious, aren't you? Well, thanks for coming, Granny, but I can take care of myself.
4: Death is very close to you. It may come tomorrow. Death may come in a car. A blue car. A big blue limousine. You're going
2: to have me believing this if you don't stop.
4: I'll stop. I have nothing else to say. But I can be found at thy house. 50 Lincoln Lane. If you need me remember what I see, Blackie. Death and a big blue car. Tomorrow. Go back to your party, Blackie. Have fun while you can. Tonight. But keep away from the chandelier. The middle chandelier in that room. Good night. Hmm.
3: (laughs) Blackie, where were you so long? I'm
2: not sure, Mary. I think. I was out in the foyer. Oh, goodness sakes, is something wrong? No. No, I don't suppose so. Okay, my lady, let's see that this party of yours keeps going.
3: Right you are. Let's go over to the center of the room. The chandelier crashed
2: down. Lucky nobody was under it. Well,
3: I should say so, Blackie. How could an accident like that happen?
2: That's not what bothers me. It's how could anyone know it's going to happen? Oh,
3: Well, Blackie, if you're going to continue to walk knitting your eyebrows, at least do something constructive with them. Uh, make me a sweater, maybe,
2: huh? Mary, I can't get over that old lady who came to your party last night. After all, she did warn me about the chandelier. I'm thinking... About
3: that big blue sedan she warned you about? What's the matter with you? Are you scared? You know better. I'm not
2: scared. Just careful.
3: Well, there goes the traffic light. Let's get to the other side of the street and on to another subject. Come on.
2: Okay. Let's talk about the weather you think we'll have any today?
3: Well, now you know we might. It looks like we might have. <laughs> Blackie, look out for that car! Jump, Mary, jump there! Oh. Golly, that, that driver tried to run us down, to me. I'm scared.
2: That makes two of us. Lucky we made the curb in time. Blackie? Yes.
3: Blackie, did you see the color of that big car that almost ran us down?
2: Well, I wasn't paying too much attention. But I think it was blue. It
3: was blue, and it was a limousine.
2: Yeah. So Granny's prediction was right. That settles it. I'm going to see it.
3: Well, now I am
2: afraid. Don't be. Apparently, Granny... Can tell foretell my future. I'm just going to see it and make sure I have one.
1: Yeah, that did it, Hanson. I cut the burglar alarm so we could practically break this window now and nobody'd hear us. Good work, Pete. Right here. Take my ring and use the diamond on that window pane. All right, boss. suction cup takes the glass out without any trouble. Just a couple of taps. That did it. Good. I'll hop in and pick up that dough. Payday for this factory's tomorrow. There ought to be 25,000 in small bills in that safe. Not bad for an hour's work. This job took more than an hour, Pete. I had to plan it, case it, figure out the best time it was on a Sunday afternoon. It took weeks. Well, 25 G's ain't bad for a couple of weeks We're gator, boss. Boost me in that window, will you? Yeah, okay. I'll wait out here in case the watchman changes his routine. Besides, he needs some exercise. All right, up you go, Pete. I'll be seeing you in a couple of minutes. Okay. Yeah, I'll be seeing you and twenty-five thousand dollars. <coughs>
3: Now do I sound like Blackie, Inspector Faraday. This is Mary Westley. Oh,
5: you.
3: Well, really, Inspector, I'm not that bad. I haven't been called O U you in years. Well, I just... Uh... Blackie isn't here. I'm waiting for him, too. Well,
5: when he comes in, tell him to call me right away at headquarters. I got something important to tell him. Just a little news he ought to know. Oh? Joe Hanson's back in town, and he hates Blackie worse than he hates anything in the world. Because Blackie sent him to prison ten years ago.
3: Inspector, are you positive he's back?
5: I'm more than positive. I'm sure. Now, you be sure you
3: have Blackie call me, you hear? Well, all right, but I could tell him, couldn't I? Yeah, I guess so. You
5: tell him, Miss Wesley. I don't want to talk to the big lock anyhow.
6: Yes? Oh, hello.
2: Hello. This is 50 Lincoln Lane, is not it?
6: Yes, it is, Blackie. And I've been expecting you. Come
2: in. You've been expecting me? You mean you and I have met before, gorgeous?
6: Certainly. We met last night at Miss Wesley's party. That's when I gave you this address.
2: Now, wait a minute. Don't try to tell me you're Granny.
6: I knew who you were, didn't I? Of course I'm Granny.
2: I beg your pardon, but I'm afraid I heard what you said. Now, look. Granny wasn't using makeup, and she looked at least 70 years old, and you're not more than 25.
6: To tell you the truth, I don't know how old I am. Oh, please sit down. Right. You're just going to have to trust me, Blackie, if I'm to help you.
2: That's what I came to see you about. Somebody tried to run me down in an automobile about an hour ago. A big blue limousine.
6: Yes, I know. As soon as it came to me how they were going to try to kill you, I, I called you on the telephone. But there was no answer.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute before I really start believing this. First of all, how can you be Granny?
6: Just a minute, Blackie. If it will make you more comfortable, I'll be the way you remember me. I'm going into the next room,
2: alone. All right. What's in there, your crystal ball or your magic wand?
6: Nothing's in here, Blackie,
4: except my book.
2: Please wait for me. I'll wait, but it isn't going to help me understand any of this. Well, you said you wouldn't be long. It's practically ten seconds. What's going on?
4: You see, Blackie? I was granny all the time. And now I look like granny.
2: This can't happen to me. Oh, I get it. This whole thing is a gag. That young girl is in that room.
4: I think so, Blackie? Come look.
2: You bet I will.
4: Well, Blackie... You're looking?
2: Yes, I am. And she's not here. And there's no door to this room except the one I just came through. Oh, I get it. She went out through this window. It's
4: barred and bolted, Blackie. See for yourself.
2: I'm seeing, but I'm not believing.
4: There'd be no place for her to hide. There's nothing here except these books, Blackie. You must believe me now.
2: I'd better find something to believe in in a hurry.
4: Believe in me, Blackie. I'm trying to look out for you. Blackie, you mustn't go near Victoria Street tonight.
2: Victoria Street? Why mustn't I go near there?
4: Because of the fire. What fire? The one that will break out at 8 o'clock tonight.
2: There will be a fire at 8 o'clock, and you know it now? I don't get this. I don't get any of it, unless you're a. What,
4: Blackie? A witch?
2: Well. Well, yes. Are you a witch?
4: I don't know, Blackie. Maybe I am. Sometimes I'm sure I am, like now.
0: And now back to Boston Blackie. At a party given by his girlfriend, Mary Wesley, Blackie is confronted by an old hag who predicts two attempts will be made on his life. When they happen, Blackie goes to see her, only to be met by a very beautiful girl who insists it was she who warned him the evening previous. Along with this development comes word that Joe Hanson, lifelong enemy of Blackie's, is in town. But Blackie's immediate concern is the startlingly accurate predictions of his mysterious advisor, And as we return to our story, Blackie is at home, reading up on witchcraft.
3: How much longer are you going to strain your eyes over that book, Blackie?
2: Until I find something that makes this witch case make sense. I've gone through two books on witchcraft, two books jammed with case histories of supernatural predictions which came true. Now, here. Here's one. As recently as 1859,
3: a woman... I'll read it. Mary Thorpe Prescott foretold her husband's death two months before it happened. He died as she predicted... In exactly the way she predicted. He was struck by lightning while returning from a school board meet. Oh, that, that that's nonsense. Sure,
2: sure. It couldn't have happened, only it did. Let's see who that is at the door, will you, Mary? Yes,
3: but suppose it's that Joe Hanson, Inspector Faraday, called you about.
2: If it is, say I'm not home. It won't be Hanson, Mary. Hansen wouldn't ring.
3: Well, okay, if you say so, only I wish you'd please give up those books.
2: Not right now, Mary.
3: Well, if that's the way you want it, all right, it's all right by me. Oh, Inspector Faraday. Sure,
5: yeah, Inspector Faraday. Is Blackie in? He
3: is. I told him about Joe Hanson, Inspector. Only he's got other things on his mind.
2: What mind? Hello there, Inspector. Thanks for the tip on Hanson. I'll take care of him as soon as I figure out what's happening between me and a witch. What? Blackie,
3: you batty? He's witch wacky, ghost goofy, and spook silly, Inspector.
2: That's probably right. Uh, by the way, Faraday, why aren't you at the fire on Victoria Street? Wasn't anybody hurt? What fire on what Victoria Street? There isn't any fire down there. Never mind. What's this about Joe Hanson?
5: You got my message. He's out of jail. Because you helped send him up, or I thought you ought to know.
2: I'll take care of him when I take care of my other problem,
5: Faraday. Say, maybe we got some news about him downtown. Is it okay to use the phone? Thanks.
2: I didn't say you could use it. But
5: well, you didn't say I couldn't either. Blackie, why is it you and I always battle this way? The reason, Faraday, is
2: you and I.
5: Headquarters, Rollins. Rollins, this is Faraday. Anything going on? Oh,
2: no, Inspector, not a thing.
5: No news on that Johansson guy? Ah, uh,
2: nothing, Inspector. Everything's very quiet big fire down at Victoria Street, but
5: that's all. Well, let the fire department worry about that. I'll call you back, Rollins. Bye. Well, no news, Blackie. That's what I thought. What's this all about, the fire department worrying? What about well, Who cares something about a fire down at Victoria Street? But well, I'm going home. Come so on, Miss Wesley. Goodbye, Inspector. You too, Blackie. I'm going to go home, get these shoes off. And... Hey, Victoria Street! Blackie, how do you know about the fire at Victoria Street? Uh, never mind. I wouldn't get a sensible
2: answer anyhow. For once the inspector's right he wouldn't get a sensible answer out of me. Mary, I'm going back to that house on Lincoln Lane as a delivery man or something.
3: Oh, I wish... You... All right, but be careful, will you?
2: Oh, I will. Don't worry. One thing you can count on. When I get there, I'll keep my witch about me. I got this a chair for you. All right if I bring him in.
4: Chair? Yes, I ordered a chair. Put it in the living room. This way, please.
2: Right. Uh. I've been working on the ring. Put on it the... right
4: down there. That's right. Uh. Thank you.
2: It's no trouble, lady.
4: I, I guess that's all.
2: Uh, lady, your phone, is ring.
4: Yes, I know.
2: You're not going to answer it?
4: Yes, I'll answer it as soon as you leave, Blackie.
2: You knew it was me?
4: You wouldn't try to fool me, Blackie. Not me. I knew you were coming even before you decided to come. Would you please go now? I really must answer the phone.
2: And you can't while I'm here? No. That's fine. You know, it might be your friend Death calling to tell you when he's calling for me.
4: It might be.
2: Well, do me a favor. Ask him where he's calling from.
1: Snap! This time is now, Pete. What a snap! In a minute or two, of this torch will burn right through this safe, and we'll have thirty grand more in the kick. Yeah, I know, Hanson. This and the job we did yesterday afternoon will give us plenty of sugar. Yeah, that did it. Now for thirty grand in diamonds, Pete. Clean, clear, cold diamonds. Keep them for six months, and get rid of them. Live on Easy Street. Maybe. Sure, maybe. Everything's got a maybe. Put that flashlight on his train, and you'll see how close to positively our little baby is. They're awful
2: pretty, Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> they should be pretty grand, don't you think so? Oh, so you... And all uh... reaching the guns, Hanson. That would be smart. Blackie. That's right. And don't get nervous, you two. All I want right now are those diamonds. And what if I don't get... Now, Hanson, please, don't make me answer that. All right, Blackie, tell me how'd you know about this job? How did I know about it? I'll tell you, Hanson. A witch told me.
5: in diamond I lose, Inspector Faraday, and you sit there. What kind of police force do we have here? I'm not the whole police force, Mr. Van Gelder. I'm only one man. We got men working on your case. You got men working on my case. So what does that mean? Did I come to headquarters just to be told that? To tell you the truth, Mr. Van Gelder, I don't know why you did come here. Uh, He doesn't know why. $30,000 worth of diamonds, why, isn't that enough? Hello, oh, uh, Blackie, go away. I got troubles. He's got troubles. I've got troubles. I want my diamonds. I want them. Do you understand? Look, Mr. Van Gelder, I told
2: never you... Never mind, it. Inspector. Never mind. Well, all Mr. Van Gelder wants this is his diamonds. Here they are. Oh, oh,
5: my diamonds. My diamonds. Thank you.
2: I, I have my diamonds. I have my diamonds. I have my diamonds. Blackie, where did you get those stones? I brought them here, didn't I? And Mr. Van Gelder is happy, isn't he? So what difference does it make where I got them? Besides, I'm going to let you in on something. Yeah, I can hardly wait. Listen, Farley, you know that witch business I told you about? Which, witch? Never mind. It's all tied up with Joe Hansen, anyhow. Hanson, eh? Hanson A, B, and C. First of all, he hired an old hag to tell me a couple of things that were going to happen. Go ahead. You aren't making sense, but that's nothing new. Well, he hired this old gal, old pal, knowing I'd be very curious and investigator, which left him free to do what he wanted to around town.
5: Why should he worry about you?
2: He had a reason, Faraday, believe me. He knew that as soon as I found out he was loose, I'd be on his trail, and he wanted to keep me busy, so he hired that old goon. You think Johansson planned this, and then made the old dame's predictions come true? That's right, he engineered everything. The falling chandelier, the big blue limousine, the fire on Victoria Street, the library with sliding panels so one girl could disappear and that granny make an entrance. I know that all now. Who told you? A little bird? No, a little telephone. What? I tried to get in that house on Lincoln Lane as a delivery man, but it didn't work. But I would brought along a telephone cut-in outfit, and that did. I heard Hanson telling that old would-be witch his plans. About what? About a job he was pulling last night. Only Hanson doesn't know that I listened in on him. He thinks that Granny told me about it, and if I know Hanson, he's going to try to get Granny for that. So what? Where do we go from here? 50 Lincoln Lane. Think you can find your way there by yourself? Oh, I don't know. I'll try... Of course I can! Only remember, I'm not taking orders from you! What do you want me to do? Meet me there. Hanson wants to get Granny, and I want to get him. Waiting
6: right here behind this hedge gives me the creeps, Joey. Why can't we forget this business of taking care of Granny? We've got that money you and Pete got from the factory. We can get out
1: of town right now. Can't do it, Sugar. Gotta take care of that double crossing old dame. I killed Pete because he tried to cross me, and I'll kill her, too. I gotta do it. If
6: you'd forgotten about Boston Blackie and not tried to keep him out of your way until you were ready to get him, we'd be okay now.
1: I can't forget. Something inside me. Don't let me forget. Maybe you better remember that, too. Oh, Joe. As soon as it gets dark, we take care of Granny and beat it. We got a plane all gassed up and ready to go. Well, we gotta wait till it's dark.
6: It's dark enough now, Joey. Look. Hmm? I just went out on the living
1: room. All right, get over to the window. Tell me what you see. All
6: right. There can't be anybody in the house though, except Granny. It's
1: gotta be her. Just look inside. Don't tell me what's gotta be. Well.
6: I can see it. She's sitting in that big wingback chair,
1: reading. Uh-huh. Nice and
6: calm and easy, just as if she hadn't crossed it.
1: I'll take care of her right now. Come on over to the window with me.
6: Sure, Joey. I'm sticking
1: close. Not that close.
6: Joey, don't get
1: in the way of my arm. I need this arm of mine for something special. Yeah. we get one break anyhow. This window isn't latched. Move away a little. I can pry it open with this jimmy.
6: Joey,
1: if she does, she'll be dead that much quicker. You're carrying my gun. Give it to me.
6: Sure, Joey, sure. Here. Here's the gun. Can I watch, Joey? Can
1: You can I? do anything as long as you keep your mouth shut. I can rest my arm on this windowsill so I'll be sure I don't miss.
6: Go ahead. Go ahead, Joey. Go ahead. I can hardly wait to see you shoot.
1: I just want to make sure I don't miss, and I won't. My hand's nice and steady. Here's where she gets it.
2: Right now. That window but... Man Oh, don't you do any good, sugar. You and your boyfriend are through. Uh, it's you, is a Blackie? That's right, it's me, my gun, and I've got another friend, Inspector Faraday, who's coming around the house to grab you. I'll never forget you for this, Blackie, never. No, Poor wait. boy. You haven't got much time to remember anything. And, sugar... Yeah? You tried to pretend you were the young edition of Granny. Well, by the time you're out of jail, you'll be older than she is.
3: See, at least you grant me that there was nothing supernatural about Granny and her predictions. Will I, Mary? What makes you say that? Well, you as much as said it. You told Inspector Faraday that Joe Hanson arranged all those cunning little episodes which Granny imagined in
2: advance. Yeah, I guess that's right, Mary McGirl, except for one thing. Of course, Faraday found it was Hanson's gun that knocked off his ex-buddy Pete. So there was no reason for Hansen not to admit cooking up this witch thing against me.
3: Well, he did, didn't he?
2: Oh, sure. He admits everything. Except starting that fire on Victoria
3: Street. Well, he'd have no reason to deny that. Maybe he didn't do it.
2: Well, in that case, how did Granny know about it in advance?
3: Oh. Oh, I, I never thought about that. Well, um, Why don't you ask her?
2: I tried to find her this morning, Mary. And maybe she is a witch, and maybe she's just a frightened old woman. But for all I know... She's disappeared into thin air.